Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everybody. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teen podcast. The episode today comes from the seventh chapter in my book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, A Guide for Mothers Everywhere. Though I wrote this book for moms of teenage girls, these concepts also apply to teenage boys. Also, I want to remind you that early adolescence begins at age nine. So this applies to tweens too. So you can head over to ColleenOGrady.com and I have a gift for you. You can get a free download of one of the chapters from my book, Dial Down the Drama. And today I am going to talk about why your daughter is hardwired for drama and why it's not personal. So I'm going to start off telling you a story about my sister. My sister is 15 months younger than me, and she's one of my closest friends. Now, when she was 12, and I was probably 13, maybe 14, we went with my family to Memorial Park, and this was many years ago. And uh, my dad was with us. And in Memorial Park in Houston, is in the center of Houston, and so we were taking these trails, and the, some of the trails went down to a bio. And this isn't a lovely bio, it was a very dark brown, murky bio. And there was a rope swing. So my sister wanted to swing and jump into the water. So she asked my dad, can I do that, can I do that? And she had one of her friends with her. And my dad said, there are poisonous snakes in the water. It's also full of sewage, and there are probably horrible diseases in the water. But use good judgment. Well, my sister said, okay, great, thanks. And she got on the rope swing and just jumped straight into the middle of the water. Well, I'm happy to say that she survived that, and the story has also survived, so we tell that about once a year. Um, and my sister grew up to be a very responsible adult, and um, her sons graduated from college and are married and are all successful. Um, and my sister today would never, ever jump into the Buffalo Bio. So what's the deal? Why would she do that back then and not do that as an adult? Well, one of the reasons is because she has a fully developed brain. Now, I want you to think back to high school. Did you ever do anything where you weren't using good judgment? So I wish I could have a conversation with you personally and hear your stories 
because I think we all did really stupid stuff. And I know for sure that I did. Now, the good news is that most of us turned out pretty good, or you probably wouldn't have been listening to this podcast. But when it comes to our own teenagers, we have total amnesia, and we are shocked that they do what they do. And maybe we wouldn't say it consciously, but we want our teens to behave. We want them to obey us. We don't want them to make any mistakes. And we definitely don't want them to use poor judgment. And when they do, we take it personally. And this causes so much suffering to so many moms. But I can definitely tell you that your daughter is hardwired to be imperfect. The perfect teen does not exist. And that's the good news, period. So years ago, we would blame all that crazy teenage behavior, all the moodiness, all the mood swings, slamming door, eye roll, defiance, on raging hormones. But we've gotten a lot smarter, especially in the past 10 years. There's been this amazing research about the teenage brain. So if you've ever had a what-was-she-thinking moment, we actually know So this chapter is full of really, really practical information, and I take the science and break it down so you understand what's going on with them. For example, behind the bone of your forehead is the prefrontal cortex. Most of you have heard that the prefrontal cortex is undeveloped till the age of 25. But we don't know what exactly that means and how that impacts us. So that prefrontal cortex is typically thought of as the CEO of the brain. It's the master control center that coordinates and integrates the whole brain and body together. So how does that impact us? How does this impact your teen? Well, I break it down. So one thing I'll talk about in this this episode here is that the prefrontal cortex is responsible for planning ahead. I remember once, I think my daughter was in seventh grade, that she had a science fair project. I had made the mistake by not monitoring this close enough. I had thought that she was on top of the science fair project. So it was a Wednesday, maybe around 4.30. I had to go back to work. I had several more clients, that my daughter runs in and is having a huge meltdown. I thought she had all the materials she needed for the project, but I wasn't really sure when it was due. And she said, oh my God, I'm never going to get this done. I have so much to do. I don't know how I'm going to get this project done. And I'm supposed to have a really nice dress for tomorrow. And I'm going to just fail. Well, this would be an example of not planning ahead. These are the kind of things that frustrate us as moms. Well, thank God my daughter's, quote, babysitter was a high-achieving, successful student at Rice University. She whipped my daughter into shape and was able to find her a nice dress, and my daughter had a great science fair. 
So one thing we don't think about as moms is if the prefrontal cortex and the cortex is undeveloped, then what part of the brain is in control? Well, the part of the brain that's in control most of the time in a teenager is the lower cortical regions of the brain, which includes the limbic system and the brainstem. This is often called the reactive part of the brain or the reptilian part of the brain. And when any of us are emotionally flooded, this lower cortical part of the brain takes over and we are left with the stress response of fight, flight, freeze. So this is where your teenager lives predominantly. This is why it's hard and actually impossible to reason with her when she's in this fight, flight, freeze response. And this is when I'm working with my parents, either in my private practice or in my programs, I tell them, or my, when I'm speaking, I tell them that timing is everything. So when your daughter comes home and she's super, super upset or high, this is the absolute worst time to try to have a conversation with her because she is offline from her higher brain. You want to wait till she calms down. The teenage brain actually is pretty amazing, and it is being remodeled. And if you've ever remodeled your home, you know it's a stressful time because you're getting rid of the old and replacing it with new appliances and furniture. And in the middle of a new construction project, it's going to feel chaotic. But you can tolerate the stress of the remodeling because you know that there will be a positive result. And each day you see a little more progress. And your daughter's brain is also under major reconstruction, which is why I like to say she's a quadruple threat for drama. And fortunately, your daughter's not going to be stuck in this remodeling phase forever, but her brain will continue to develop until she is 25, like I said before. But though this may feel like a long time, her judgment will improve and she will become an adult, I promise. This massive reconstruction project in the teenage brain is really unlike anything that occurs at any other time in life. It's due to two very specific processes. And one process is called myelination, which I go into in my chapter. But simply said, it's like building new information superhighways throughout the brain. The other process is the blossoming and pruning of brain cell branches which is like building new roads and shutting down old ones. And this is done through the use it or lose it phenomenon. And so there is a window of opportunity to use it or lose it. Actually, the teenage brain is undergoing its second phase of blossoming and pruning. The first phase happened around the time of the terrible twos. And see, blossoming is an intense growth spurt that overproduces the branches at the end of the brain cell. And if you use these brain cells, the neural connections will stay. Experience is what causes these neurons to fire and wire together. So if you don't use them, you will lose them, and they will wither away. The neurons that get used repeatedly by experience are wired together into the brain's electrical network. So when your daughter learns new dance choreography, 
plays a piano concerto, learns the periodic table, or learns how to speak French, she is using the opportunity, and these neurons get stronger and stick around. This blossoming of neurons offers amazing opportunities for your daughter. Learning to play guitar or learning a new language will never be easier. So you want to take advantage of this window of opportunity. If you don't use it, the brain assumes that these neurons are expendable and they are pruned. This is why the teenagers are critical. If the brain is not used, it will not develop to its full potential. Teenagers love a challenge, and so does the brain. The more the brain is exercised, the more it progresses, and whatever the brain does repeatedly is what the brain is going to become good at. Here are seven ways that your daughter can use it and develop her brain to its full potential. So one, pursue diverse activities. Expose your daughter to a wide range of activities ranging from academics to creative pursuits to exercise. This could include travel, cooking, painting, singing, baseball, riding, riding a horse, playing an instrument, or attending a place of worship. Just about anything else she expresses even an iota of interest in. Two, develop perseverance. It's important to learn the power of perseverance. You want your daughter to learn how to push and stretch yourself, especially when it's hard. This is why your daughter benefits from a good coach who requires practice and rehearsals. Three, master a skill or talent. Through perseverance, your daughter will learn to master a skill or talent. Nothing builds her self-esteem and confidence more than winning the race or learning a difficult piano concerto. Four, exercise creativity. And this might be my favorite. Creativity is the mother load of brain development. It offers your daughter opportunities to develop her imagination through visual arts, writing a song, or expressing a character on stage. Creativity develops several facets at once. For example, if your daughter is a singer-songwriter, she develops her imagination and self-awareness. She builds her confidence and self-expression through performance and learns the skill of playing guitar and singing. Five, expand horizons. Broaden your daughter's horizons by encouraging her to interact with different cultures and age groups. This helps her develop perspective and compassion, which breaks her out of a self-absorbed view of life. This won't happen if her world is limited to her group of friends. Six, express ideas. Your daughter is realizing that she has her own thoughts and opinions. It is healthy for your daughter to express her ideas, even when they are different from yours. Debate teams at school are excellent places to develop logical thinking. You can also create a space to listen to your daughter's viewpoint and still maintain your authority. Seven, communicate face-to-face. -face. Your daughter also develops her brain when she has face-to-face -face communication rather than texting or instant messaging. This includes connecting with people of all ages, 
family members, other adults, small children, and of course, other teenagers. You want her to have opportunities to practice active listening, to control her emotional impulses, and learn to think before speaking. Having these repeated experiences in her teenage year strengthens the wiring of her prefrontal cortex. All right, and on the flip side, our teens can, quote, lose it. If your teen is not involved, challenged, connected, or engaged in the real world, he or she is not using it and will lose it. If he is under too much pressure and stress from friends, parents, activities, and school, he loses it because he defaults into the stress response of fight, flight, freeze. I was talking to uh, a college boy, probably around 21, and he was telling me how his roommate had gotten a new video game and literally had spent the entire weekend, 48 hours, playing this video game. Well, that is a great way to, quote, lose it. Yes, teens can lose it in this all-consuming digital world. And I know the digital world has many benefits. I mean, the Internet is a great resource for learning, sharing information, connecting with people, and being entertained. But wow, how things have changed since we were in high school. There are three big reasons your teen can lose it with electronics, which is too much screen time, inappropriate content, and chronic distraction. In his book, Smart Parenting, Smarter Kids, Dr. David Walsh writes, Today, the average school-age kid spends more than 53 hours a week watching television, playing video games, or using the computer. Most teens don't get this much sleep in a week. A huge problem with this amount of screen time is that it's empty brain calories. These teens are not investing their attention, skills, and abilities in real life, and this especially impacts their relationships. And you know this, Mom. Your daughter has her best friend over, and you go and you walk past their room, and they're both looking down at their cell phones, texting people. They're not talking to each other. In 2010, the Pew Internet and American Life Project found that face-to-face communication fell behind texting as a teen's favorite way of communicating with friends. This is a huge problem for brain development because this is a critical time for the teenage brain to wire networks for communication skills, empathic listening, and the ability to interpret and respond to nonverbal cues. All of this takes time and practice. Oh, there's so much to talk about here, uh, but I want to briefly talk about another way that your teen can lose it, which is with chronic use of drugs and alcohol. Teens binge drink. They don't just drink one glass of wine, and that's a huge problem. Mom, you know the many dangers of alcohol. You're well, well aware of it. But I also want you to, to be aware of why your daughter can lose it because it interferes with encoding new memories and with short-term memory. That's why she can't remember what she said or did after a night of binge drinking. Alcohol blocks a neural transmitter called glutamate, 
which enables neurons to store new memories and to learn. Without the aid of glutamate, neurons that fire together will not wire together. In his book, Why Do They Act That Way?, Dr. David Walsh writes, research shows that heavy alcohol use can impair adolescent memory function by as much as 10%. Thus, adolescents who drink a lot of alcohol end up having more memory and learning impairment than adults who drink the same amount because their brains are more susceptible to damage. Those teenage brains are very, very vulnerable to alcohol and drug abuse because it's developing. So what are parents to do when your teen does not have a fully developed prefrontal cortex and is making poor choices? Well, that is why we as parents have to step in and be our teen's prefrontal cortex. And even though a teen may look like an adult and may even think he is, they are not. They need our guidance and they need us to put the brakes on when our little teens are about to drive their lives off a cliff. And yes, this is the challenging part of raising a teenager. But the upside is when you see your son or daughter use it and develop their gifts and abilities, there is absolutely nothing better. You've been listening to Power Your Parenting Moms with Teen podcast. Be sure and go to ColleenOGrady.com for more helpful resources. You can also get a free chapter from my book, Dial Down the Drama. Or join me on Facebook at Colleen O'Grady, Power Your Parenting. I'm there every single day. If today's podcast was helpful, go to Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble, and you can order my book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter. I will talk to you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.